Hey, Fred, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown. You know, my mission for this podcast, my business, and even my life is to help my LGBTQ plus family turn their hurting into healing and their healing into happiness. With this podcast, I try to do that in a couple of ways. On Wednesdays, I produce what I call Table Talks. That's either solo episodes or me bringing in fabulous guests to talk about all types of subjects related to the community. On Friday, well, those are solo episodes, and I call those Bible Talks. That's just yours truly, sitting down with a bit of scripture, interpreting it as accurately as I possibly can, and then sharing some practical application for life. Now, two disclaimers, if I may, please. Number one, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Disclaimer number two, the views expressed on this podcast are either those of myself or my guests, and they should be considered as such. So grab that cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I want to welcome you to this Friday Bible Talks episode. And guess what? If you've been following along on these Friday episodes, you've probably realized that because I have been going with the lectionary, the lectionary has kept us in the Gospel of Matthew, which is totally cool with me. I like Matthew. I like reading it. Um, There's some great instruction there. There's some great applications there. And I believe that the text today is no exception. Here's the funny thing about it, though. If you think about what we have talked about over the last few Bible Talks episodes, who was one of the main characters in these episodes? Peter, right? Peter, (laughs) Peter, the one walked on water and began to sink. Peter, the one who was the person who Jesus said, you know, and said, I, you are the Lord and, and I'm going to build my church, you know, either on Peter or his statement of faith, whichever slant you take in that understanding. But the point is that Peter has become a major character in the stories and the lessons that we have seen in the Gospel of Matthew, which I think is quite interesting because in my mind, you know, it says a lot about Peter. Yes, Peter has done good things, and Peter has done bad things. Peter has said the right thing, and Peter has said the wrong thing. But one of the things that has, I think, been shown to me personally is that Peter has been a student of Jesus. Peter has been willing to go and ask the questions. Peter has been willing to be confronted with the questions by Jesus. In other words, I think that Peter has been a true student of Jesus. And in my mind, are we not people who are to be students of Jesus? 
and his instruction. So I guess that's one additional reason why I kind of warm up to Peter. Not only do I relate to him, but I relate to the fact that he has a thirst for knowing more about the life and the teaching and the leading and the example of Jesus. So with that said, as a way of introduction, let's turn our attention to the Gospel of Matthew once again, verses eight, uh, sorry, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Here we read this story. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to sell accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and his children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. That same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he could pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Okay. <laughs> wow. Quite a story, right? Well, the first thing that I find interesting here is that Peter goes to Jesus and says, Hey, Jesus, let me ask you a question, okay? Uh, let's suppose it's somebody in the church, you know, somebody that's part of us, part of the in-group, does something to hurt me. How many times do I forgive him? Do I really have to forgive him seven times? And why that is significant is because we know that in Jewish tradition and the, and the teaching that there was this idea of a legality of you had to forgive them seven times. You know, they were all about these specific um points, these specific rules and these specific laws, and, and you had to try to cross your T's and dot your I's. And Peter was kind of going to Jesus and say, look, Jesus, just between you and me, right? Do I really have to forgive him seven times? <laughs> and I find it really interesting and kind of funny here because Jesus sort of turns the table and says, no, Peter, you don't have to forgive him seven times. You have to forgive him 77 times. What Jesus was saying there is there is no limitation and there is no, you know, bridge to get to this idea of forgiveness. There is not a, a number that you have to be willing to forgive. You just have to forgive. And we hear this, and I don't know about you, that in my life, there have been times in my life where this was a very hard lesson to hear. 
And I'm sure that many of you who listen to my voice are going, wait a minute, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, but you don't know the story. You don't know what that person did to me. You don't know how they hurt me. <laughs> no, I don't know your particular story unless you're a client. But I do know that I have been there myself. I have been in situations where forgiving? Hmm. Jesus, just between you and me, that's really not an easy thing for me to do. Let me just be honest with you. And so this text really sort of stimulates not only some personal baggage that I've had in my life, but I think can challenge most of us as we try to serpent, you know, navigate this thing we called life and try to be followers of Jesus and abiders of his instruction and his lessons. But then we come across something like today and we go, ooh, I don't know, Jesus, this is pretty pretty hard you're you're asking me to do here. So let's let's talk about this idea of forgiveness a little bit, shall we? I want to first of all point it out theologically. Let let's let's get let's get God in this picture. Let's let's sort of talk about some some Christianese, if you will. We're going to talk about theology here. So when it comes to forgiveness and we're talking about theologically here, let's begin here. First of all, Jesus, God, told us to forgive, okay? So we have to take that into account. Even in this particular text and others in the Bible, we see that God wants us to be people of forgiveness. So we've got that. And we have to deal with that. We have to say, you know, if I love God and I believe in God and I love Jesus and I want to follow his example and his teaching, then I have to come to terms where he tells me that I need to be a person who forgives. Okay. So theologically, we have to at least go there. Secondly, theologically, I would suggest that we have to say, you know what? Um, the Bible tells me that God has forgiven me. And because God has forgiven me, then I should be willing and able to forgive others, right? Isn't that how it works? When we receive, we should be better able to give back. And if we have received forgiveness from God Almighty, then doesn't it stand to reason that because we have been forgiven, we should have more of a, an ability to forgive others? And I think that's quite honestly really the main teaching here. In this text, this slave goes to the to the Lord of the of the kingdom, so to speak, and says, "You know, look, guys, I, I owe you this money, but I don't can't pay it back right now." So instead of punishing him, this king says, "Okay, I'm going to forgive your debt." What a blessing, right? What a relief that this this slave had that this Lord in his life, this authority in his life, forgave him. So it stands to reason when he goes out and he comes across a fellow slave and this slave owes him a little bit of money and says, oh, wait a minute, I can't pay you right now. Listen, but but I will pay you really soon. I got a paycheck coming, right? I'll pay you really soon. And he says, not good enough. And he cast him into jail, in prison, because he's not able to pay his debt. Well, the, the story here and the lesson here is that sometimes you and me are like that. 
we experience the forgiveness of God, and then yet when we are called on to forgive others, well, we fall a little short. And look, I'm looking at myself here, okay? I, I'm looking at the mirror here. I'm not, I'm not berating you, believe me. I'm talking to my own self. Because truthfully, there have been times in my life when I'm going, this is hard for me to forgive. I have been hurt in ways that, I mean, just really hurt. And forgiveness did not come easy. I confess that. But theologically, we have to, again, come to terms with the fact that God commands it and God exemplified it in our very lives. All right, so that's the theological slant. And, you know, we, we got to get that in there because that's important. I mean, we are claiming to be followers of Jesus. We are claiming to be Christians, many of us who are listening to these Bible talks. All right, so let me shift a little bit, if I can, into the practical coaching. You know, Keith the coach. All right. When I work with my clients, and I have been for 35 years, I have had so many clients come to me and they have tried to get healing in their life, for instance, and they have tried to overcome abuses in their lives, whatever they may be. And now, obviously, I'm focused on the um, by plus identities and sexual identity trauma and things like that. When I have talked to people, oftentimes they talk about the hurts they have experienced, and they have said, Keith, I can't forgive. I, even if I want to, I can't forgive. And I go, I get it, okay? I get it, I get it, I get it. And I believe that God gets it. God understands our hurt. God understands our pain. God understands that we have experienced all this abuse at times. And forgiveness doesn't come easy. All right. So I would say, first of all, let's think about this from a practical standpoint in the fact that when another person forgives us, how does that make us feel? It makes us feel good, right? It makes us feel better. If, if I do something, let's say that I do something that disappoints my wife, and I go to her and I say, honey, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And she says, I understand I forgive you. We're good. Now, immediately, I feel a peace come over me. I feel a release. I personally feel better because I have been forgiven. So let's just get that out of the way. When we actively pursue, uh, forgive other people, they will receive a blessing. That's an automatic, right? I mean, that's a given. But let's go back to the point where we often have times doing that. We often have trouble doing that, forgiving other people. So how do we get to a point where we can do it? Well, let me share this with you. Oftentimes, when I am working with a client, I have them reframe this whole word forgiveness into the word release. Change forgive to release. What do I mean by that? Well, when it comes to forgiveness, many times we go like, well, Keith, or many of my clients go, Keith, I can't forgive them because they haven't even asked me for, to forgive them. They haven't even said they're sorry or they don't feel sorry for it. So how am I supposed to forgive them? And I get it. But here's the thing. Forgiveness doesn't even require them asking for it. <laughs> I, I know that's hard to contemplate and hard to accept at times. You mean they don't have to ask me to forgive them for me to forgive them? No, they don't. 
And so many people have trouble with that. They go like, oh, wait a minute. That's not right. They should be on their knees. <laughs> and let me tell you, I've been there. I, I've felt that way. I have. But it's not required. Nor is it required that this person take responsibility at all for you to forgive. Oh, Keith, you're getting deep here. I know, I know, I know. And one last thing I just want to say really quickly. Um, Forgiving is not condoning. Let me let that sink in. Forgiving is not condoning. When you forgive, you are not saying, check, you're okay, it's okay, no big deal. What you are saying is, it may have been a very big deal, you were wrong by doing it, but I am willing to forgive it. So that's why I love the word releasing. Because what we are doing, my dear friend, when we are forgiving, if we substitute releasing, we are releasing the power and the energy and the impact and the control of that person and their action toward us. In other words, when we are able to let it go, release it, slash forgive it, we are saying, I am no longer willing to give that person their action, their words, Whatever it was that hurt me, I am no longer willing to give that the residency in my mind, in my heart, in my body, in my life. I am choosing to let it go. Do you see what I'm saying here? So when we are able to do that, we are giving ourselves such a tremendous blessing. That's why I have spent so much time working with clients over these years trying to help them understand this. Because I I get it. I know how hard it is to forgive. And Jesus, I think, understood it. But I also think that Jesus understood it not only gives us a great example of being followers of Christ, we are expressing um, a love toward other people. We are doing it in a tangible way that goes beyond the normal. And we can only do in the power of God and in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit of God and in the example of Jesus. But we're also doing it because it blesses us. Now, let's be honest here. Most of the time we do things in life because it benefits us, right? Well, forgiveness is no exception. I have personally seen people's lives completely do a 180 when they were able to do this. No lie. This is truth. I have seen people's lives completely changed when they could get this inside of them. And they could release whatever it was that was controlling them. So, okay, let me just get back practical here, okay? I understand that forgiveness is hard. So if I can suggest this to you, okay, this is my suggestion. Instead of using the word forgiveness, substitute the word releasing. 
and tell yourself, I'm simply releasing that person's actions or words and their control over me. Try it and see how it works for you. I think you might be surprised. How do I know? <laughs> Personal experience. Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God bless you. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.